Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hello, my name is Michelle. Uh, welcome to the Flats and Shanks podcast. Today, the guys are going to be talking red cards, deliberate blocking, uh, rugby championship, Gallagher Prem and the Pro 14. Plus, they've got gag of the week, uh, which you won't want to miss. Uh, enjoy. and welcome to episode four of series three of our weekly podcast i'm david flatman and i'm tom shanklin how's it going tom all right mate sorry dave all right dave sorry dave are you all right dave <laughs> you scouts i don't know <laughs> Jamie i know i'm from wrexham and it's just in between <laughs> oh um i thought it was monday night football then uh thank you michelle for that lovely intro doesn't sound like her at all, does it? She's put the poshest voice on ever. Is that a golf club voice or something? <laughs> What's a golf club voice? I'm doing Chris Chesney. Like obviously, people know, and he's the snake, and absolute. He's just absolute vermin, and he like talks like that, right? Talks like that, and he used to go, going, we're not ringing the golf club now. Sort of tea off. So he's playing golf tomorrow, boys. Day off, yeah. Hello, it's Chris Chesney. <laughs> Could I ring your tea off time tomorrow morning, please? <laughs> where, like, did, where did Michelle Hyacinth bouquet? Where did Michelle grow up, mate? Nice bridge. <laughs> Surrey, Oxfordshire. Sorry. Yeah, Tunbridge, mate. So, uh, yeah, thank, that's Michelle. That's our Michelle doing an intro. Budgets. Budgets saves this year. Cu- saves us a couple of euros, isn't it? <sighs> saves us a lot of money, actually, by getting a proper voiceover when you don't need one because you've got Michelle. Yeah, I mean, some people might argue she hasn't got the sort of velveteen voice we used to have. No. But I think it's fresh and it, and it keeps her busy because she doesn't, you know, she doesn't, you know, she doesn't like sitting You're around. You were going to say too much. You were going to oh, say too much. Tom. Tom, I made the odd joke about Michelle not doing much. She is a hard-working unit. She's on top of it. She's at it. She okay? is like a Japanese prisoner of war, but a happy one. <laughs> <laughs> That's Alan Partridge, by the way, guys. Oh, God. The thing is, every, every joke you make now, you've got to qualify it. Like, 
I don't. So I got I've got a joke here if you want to listen to I, it. But I made a joke on Love Friday night commentating about liking funerals, and I was just like, oh, I'm going to get some grief for that. So I qualified it and said it's a celebration of life. Didn't mean it. You do though. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. I love funerals. Always have. Uh, have you been anyway? Flatters. All right. Can, I'm I all right. you, can I call you flatters? Who was it that was like? Um, who was? Oh him. Who, yeah. No, I was sitting sitting at the training ground once at Saracens. I was injured standard at Bramley Road years ago, and we were both there. And somebody was like some academy player or second team player or something was like like a squad player, whatever it was. I can't remember who it was, but was sitting there, and he was like, um, "How's it going? How's it going flat? How's it going flatters?" And I was like, "Uh." No one calls me that except Johnny Gould, the auctioneer, and he's allowed. Says, How's it going, Flatters? Like, good. Yeah, what are you up to you now? Living with, so I live with living with Shanks now. He goes, oh, living with Shanko. Do you remember someone call you Flatters? Oh, Shankers. It was. Shankers. That's right. Yeah. Flatters and Shankers. I was like, who? Uh, who is this guy? Oh, uh, uh, no, it was. I can't remember who it was. It was. I can't remember his name, but he used to live by me, and he had like a trial at Saracens, and one of the guys said, oh, how do you know? Uh, how do you know the Shanks then? You know Shankers. He goes, oh, Shankers. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, me and Shankers used to play, and, I, and uh, to the point where Kevin Sorrell, who's now the the coach of the backs coach at Saracens, went to IKEA and got an oven glove for me and wrote Shankers on the oven glove. Oh, did he? Yeah. <laughs> still got it somewhere. The Kev's parents still live on a barge. Still got it somewhere. <laughs> Have you? No, I don't. No, the Kev's parents still live on a barge. On a on a canal in Rickmansworth. <laughs> really? <laughs> no. But you remember remember the boat people at Sarries, and we used to call them. They were like lovely people, but they were very, very, very committed Sarries fans. And one thing they were particularly keen on doing was telling you how keen they were on Sarries. They're lovely people, by the way. But they would show you pictures of their house, which happened to be a barge. Okay. And they'd called it the Fez or something, and repainted it. And the whole <laughs> it was just Saracens was their life. And then I just, I just one day, somebody was like, who are those people? Like, they live on a Sarri's boat. I was like, mate, don't take the mickey. That's Kev's parents. That's Kev Sorrell's parents. And it just went round that his parents were the boat people Was it years. a proper barge, you know, with bikes tied onto Pro- the back? Proper barge, yeah, yeah, with like old trolleys on the top. A little dog running across the top. Yeah, old, rusty old supermarket trolleys lying on their side on the top of it. But I just told everyone that the boat people were Kev's parents. Um, maybe they were. Maybe they were. Um, yeah, I don't know if I've met Kev's parents. I'm hoping they're alive. One of I, I mean, one of them has got a big nose, <laughs> <laughs> and one of them has got very long, shallow, thin feet, <laughs> which are size size twelve. And you think that's not that uncommon for a rugby player to have size twelve feet? It is when you're I don't know five foot eight, five six, like Kev. Yeah, <laughs> you're five six, and you're and sixty nine. He used kilos. to do his boots up, and there'd be no gap in between the laces. Yeah, the lace holes would touch each other in they the were, middle. They were close in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> it was like a corset being done up. Solid, solid, yeah. solid player, Kev. Solid, solid, solid player. Uh, Timmy Horan was over actually catching up with Kev and Hilly. Claire Balding. Yes. Did you not get the text to go meet them? Yeah, God. I tell you what, we had an yeah. Tuesday club. Me and Tommy Heron. God. Remember he tried to start that off? Yeah. We were too professional. Yeah. The thing is, though, when you live in the UK and you're from the UK, you don't drive after three pints. No different if you're australian yeah yeah just leave it there but also if you are 20 years old and you're a young you're a 20 year old pro rugby player you we didn't want to go and sit with the old boys 
at a minging pub in Copfosters no. and have four pints of bitter. We wanted to go out on a Wednesday night to R&B night at Eros and have it, didn't we? And then again on Saturday and again on Sunday and again on Monday, if we possibly could. We wanted to have, we didn't, we wanted to have it. We didn't want to... I wanted a Smirnoff Ice, a Blue Wicked, in a pint glass, topped up with a shot of vodka. Yeah. Yeah. Through let's, a straw. Yeah. Let's, let's shotgun it and let's... Yeah, we, we were at it, you know. So we, it was like a Tuesday club was a nice idea, but it was only for... The older guys and Kev because he was super boring. You can't wear age. you can't wear your Patrick Cox to Tuesday Club, can you? Uh, mate, you can't wear white jeans and Patrick Cox loafers to that. Tim Horan invited me over his house once for dinner, um, and I hated it. <laughs> <laughs> Did a Caesar salad and it was anchovies all over it. Oh, lush! To the, I don't like anchovies in a Caesar salad. Of course you don't. It's too salty. Never been out of Wales, but it just and I had to eat it. Because I felt really bad if I didn't. Because his wife had cooked it. Well, cook. She made the salad. Don't cook the salad. Don't cook it. Yeah. She prepared it. Yeah. Um, you smashed it in. You oh to. yeah. That's oh, lovely. You want some more? Yeah, I'll have some more. <laughs> Actually, can I have the go? You start overcompensating. Can I just have all the juice from the tin of anchovies in an espresso cup? Is that I love all right? anchovies? I'll have it in a sandwich. <laughs> yeah. Can I lick the tin? Is that going to be okay? Mm. Um, have you got any any left on your fingers? Anyway. Yeah. It's um. Who was it? Tim, someone told me, uh, I hate it when people do this. Uh, they signed for Saracens and straight on the phone, I think it was Goody. It yeah. might have been Goody anyway. He said he signed for Saris and Tim Horan was straight on the phone or texting him saying, mate, looking forward to getting you in next season. Have you got anywhere to live and that sort of stuff? Mate, you're more than welcome to stay with me and more than welcome to stay at mine till you get on your feet. Whatever. I think it was Goody. And anyway, I'll sort you out in the rent, do you a really good deal. You've only got to pay this. You stay at mine. He's like, awesome. What a legend gets there and it's like Tim where are you I've left the club I'm in Australia can you walk the dog <laughs> take my kids to school <laughs> that's it can you, I'm back at home mate can you walk the dog please so, yeah great I like that you can ask me how my week's been then um, so how's your how's your week been like because hey, you must be quite tired by now boy I'm alright I'm alright only need bloody only nine, eight, nine eight. hours nine hours a, a day sleep um it's been challenging. Can I say that? It's been challenging. But on the upside, I have just smashed the spare room and I've smashed Netflix and yeah. Amazon. Yep. I've done all Ozark Series 2. You've done it all. Bosh. Is it fin- does it finish well? Um, it's open. Um, I've hammered uh, Amazon Prime, the Lumen Tower. So I recommend that. I mean, I'm not sure you'd like it. It's quite complicated. Quite deep. Would think it would lose me. Uh, you'd probably you can't really go on your phone during during uh, it. I mean, you have to keep. It, there's a lot of names, a lot of things you, to remember. Do you, me, do you want me to tell you what's about quickly? Are you telling me I can't double screen? <laughs> yeah, you probably could actually. Probably could. Um, tell me what it's about. Okay, it's is a, it about pizza? It's about yeah, mm. pizza. Yeah, it's about the nine eleven attacks and potentially how they could have stopped it. Um, but is it this conspiracy do, theory? No, it's not again. conspiracy theory. It's 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 a it's that the actual inquiry that goes on after nine eleven. It's to do with all the intelligence that the CIA gather and how they fail to share that with the FBI because they were worried that the FBI would just go out and make all these arrests and the CIA wouldn't be able to follow these leads up to you know the main Al Qaeda and potentially Osama bin Laden. But they failed to read um, emails of. Al Qaeda entering the country, and they failed to share this with the FBI. And the actual series portrays the CIA as probably worse than the FBI because of 
it seems intentionally not sharing intelligence when they should have done. But you actually see real-life footage of the inquiry that went on in 2004 after the attacks. But it is, it's one of those things that is harrowing, but so interesting as well. Lots of episodes? Uh, ten, I think. An hour long each? 45. Done. Three I'm days. In. Done. I'm in. It's really good, though. Okay. And um, Harry from Dumb and Dumber plays one of the main guys. It's not a documentary? But you said you got real footage. Some, yeah, you do see bits of the trial. Harry, mm. you pumpkin-headed freak. Jeff Daniels. Jeff Daniels. Is that his name? Mm. The one who has diarrhea in the ski chalet. <laughs> yeah. Been there. Yeah. <laughs> Been there. Not in a ski chalet. Um, fleet services. Anyway, Boxing Day. Are they your skis? <laughs> Both of them. <laughs> uh, so you've. You've been basically staying up late and watching Netflix. Well done. Yeah, I played a lovely golf day on oh, yeah? Wednesday. Yes. How'd you play? Average. I mean, I was quite unlucky. I played the Rolls in Monmouthshire. Lovely course. I, I believe once owned by Rolls-Royce. That's what it's called, the Rolls. But it was sold to a Chinese consortium, I think. Um, so played there on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Lovely course. With whom? Uh, with Bubs and um, another friend called Ian Bird. Guess what we call him? Hang on, Pecker. <laughs> Wood. <laughs> um, what do you call him? Maggot. Tip. No. Why do? You, why do? You, the great tip. How's Bubs's? How's Bubs's weight? Yeah, good. He's doing well, mate. He's doing all right, is he? He's doing well. Okay, he's, it's good. He's got this worrying obsession with spin, but apart from that, that's all right. Um, but Ian Bird, World in Motion. He's part of World in Motion, mate. So he's an agent. Okay. There's a lot of cricketers. Joe Kazaghi. Joe Kazaghi's father died this week, didn't he, Enzo? Well, we're not sure. We're not sure. Because reports were that he's died and there's loads of messages on social media. And then there was one to say that family members have said he's poorly. He's not died. So, Enzo, we hope he's okay. Yeah. Yeah, we certainly do. So, you play golf. Yeah. And watch telly. Watch telly. It's tough, isn't it, retirement? People say it's tough and they're right. I... Well, when you get a newborn, mate, mm. I not get much from it at the moment. Trying all these different voices, fake sneezes, but they don't do anything. Nothing, do nothing. Uh, but I was at the Scarlets Benetton game on Saturday. More TV work. Pro fourteen. Yeah, God, if there's someone as tailor made for TV, it's, it's me. It's yeah, it's me. How was it? Um, all right, good. Mm. With Ross Harry's. And he prefers being called Harris, doesn't he? Oh, I don't care. Just get rid of the E, then. You could have, him, yeah. You could have him in a fight. Just anyway, get rid of the you? E. You could have him in a fight, easy. It's like all these, all these different spellings of names: Step Hen, Stephen, Ian. How do you spell Ian? Oh, it's I A I N. What, mate? Like Bolshaw. What? Yeah, exactly. Do you know um, Martin Wood, the old, the old boss and bar scrum half? Yeah. His name is Martin with a Y. Yep. Right. His brother's name is Stuart E W. His other names, his other brother's name is Graham, G-R-A-E-M-E. His mum's name is Kath. His dad's name is Barry with an I-E. His sister's name is Kirsty with an I-E. What that means is that whole family except Kath, whenever they tell anyone their name, they have to say so-and-so with a... They have to qualify and spell it every time. Have you seen Michael McIntyre's sketch on names? It's brilliant. No. He's going, hello, this is Jeff or Geoff. Yeah, could you could you reenact the thing for me? Do it all. No, I can't. Do it all. I can't. 
I'll just give you a, a little teaser. G off, yeah. So I'm like the tease. That's what they call me. That's why. That's why Dave just goes simple, isn't it? Yeah, it's like Tom. Why do they go Tomos with yours? I think your kids looked at uh, your kids. You know, your mum and dad looked at you when you were born and thought, right, that's a labourer. That's a Dave. Um, sorry, our former prime minister is also called Dave. So it's who's David? I've said this before. It's this is this David. The, it's the golf. It's the golf TDI of names. It's classless. Anyone could have it. You could have no money, or you could be a millionaire and drive that, and no one would know. That's why I love it because it's discreet, it's humble, and I'm staying hungry. Okay. David Jason. He chatted up my mum once at a bar in Kings treasure. Cross. Chatted up and said, can I, "Can I get you a drink, darling?" Got ten p. She said, "Can I have the cash instead?" She didn't, but I wish she had. I wish she had. Could have been your dad. That have night. you ever been chatted up by a celebrity? Male, feel animal, male, 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 female, animal, or vegetable or mineral? No, no, I haven't. Have you? I remember once being probably with you. No, I remember once being with you in a bar called Red Cube in Leicester Square. It's you, me, and Kenzie, Matt Cairns, who I just spoke to on the phone ten minutes ago, old Sari Sucker, and he. Um, we were sitting oh, at the bar. It's my round, and we're at the bar. And I looked to my right, waiting at the bar, and Jordan was on my right. So she's basically on my right elbow sort of thing. I did a double take. Katie Price, mate. She left Katie Price, Jordan. sorry. And I'd had, a, I'd had a couple of pints, so I probably... My little double take probably lasted more than the millisecond I remember it lasting. Yeah. And she swore. She like, said something like, um, can I effing... Can I effing help you? Can I help you? Looking at me tits or whatever. Like, can I help you? And I was like, oh, yeah. I'll have three pints of Stella, please. Yeah, when you... As a joke, yeah, and didn't go down very well. And this guy comes over, and um, it turns out his—I forget his name. It was like Emo or Elo or something. And he was a Kangol mod. He walked over, and he's like, "He said, what's the beef? What's the beef with my girl or something like that?'" I was like, "Mate, what are you talking about?" And he's like, "I said she's famous. She's wearing nothing, and she's going to get looked at. I'm just looking. Don't worry about it. Like I wasn't. I'm window shopping, mate. Yeah, no, but just like everyone's going to look. I said, surely every man in his look, every single man. And he was like, yeah. And he goes to be something like, yeah, mate. I just got to act like I'm sticking up for it. Do you know what I mean? I was like, yeah, no worries, mate. Do you want me to look apologetic? I remember standing at the bar, and he, he had black, um, like a hat, some sort of hat on, or so I can't remember. But he, I remember he had a, obviously he had like a cool afro haircut. And he had like a white or grey stripe in it or something. He looked, he'd actually looked quite cool. Pretty boss. Cooler than us. And he was like, yeah, I've just got to look like I know, mate. I know, mate. I've just got to look like I'm... And I was like, put my hands up. I was like, mate, I'm really sorry. I'm really sorry. I don't want any trouble. And he's like, cheers, mate. Cheers, mate. And then a drink, a round of drinks arrived for us. Do you remember? No. I thought you were going to say... I didn't think you were going to say Jordan then. I thought you were going to say something like Kathy Burke or something. I wish. Yeah. I love Kathy Burke. I'll marry her then. <laughs> Give it up. You're never going to meet her. Um, so you've had a, you've done nothing. You've done nothing with your time. I oh, know you commentate on a game. Well done. Do you like commentating on games? Yeah, I do. Um, got a lot to learn though, but I'm willing, mm. willing to learn. Mm. Um, I mean, we'll talk about the games because a lot's gone on. A couple of red cards. Oh, don't get me started, Tom. Oh, Tom. David. Don't get me started. Um, yeah, well, I like, yeah, we'll talk about that in a minute. I enjoyed watching the game. It was a good game. I enjoyed yeah. it. What have you been up to? Oh, Tom, don't ask. Okay, fine. Um, so, should we move on with... Yeah. Now, what have you been up oh, to? Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Called your bluff then, Stop didn't I? Stop winking at me. Didn't I call your bluff then, our kid? So, we'd done the pod. We'd done that. And then, we the d- next day, Tom, I went down to... We did? Is it not did? Yeah, it is, yeah. Yeah. Um, we'd done the pod, and then I went down... 
to Devon actually for the day, dropped the kids off in the morning. Got your custard. Then 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 took the kids to school, then took the children to school. <laughs> Stop went for it. a poo. Stop it. I oh, once right. We um we Michelle's not allowing us to swear anymore in this pod, which is quite right, but we, I was in the gym once, and can you stop looking at your phone, please, and listen to me, because this is, this is important. I am. I'm not um, asking, mate. So, we're in the gym at uh, Bar. To stop me if I've told this one before, but one of our trainers was, uh, one of our physios, Keith, who's a good bloke, Keith Graham, he's, he might be listening to this, because he's a Kino, he's a good guy, and he, he was standing with me in the gym, and the GB volleyball, beach volleyball teams used to train in the Bath Uni gym alongside us, right, which was great news for us. The men were the men were like really athletic and probably quite attractive, but we had like Ollie Barkley and Danny Grucock and Andy Beatty, so they were just more attractive and harder. So we won, right? So I always thought we beat the men. But the female team, if you were that way inclined to window shop with that in that market, they were also great fun to be around in the gym. Do you understand? They're all gorgeous, right? And they're really nice people. They're also very attractive. So it was a nice little thing. And anyway, we're all chatting away in the gym and you're a creep. Keith, You're a creep. A massive creep, but I'm just honest about it. So Keith was like, right, um, enough of this. And he not his social skills and they did a bit of work. And he's like, right, standing with all these girls, right? All it's these a crap girls. name, Keith, to start with. Terrible name. And, it, and he goes, right, enough of this chit-chat. I'm going to drop the kids off. And walks off. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God. I can't believe he just said that. And they're like, what? And not one of them knew what drop the kids off means. I was like, you don't know what drop the kids off means? Yeah, what does it mean? Does it mean like he's going to go and do a poo or something? And I was like, this is an opportunity. I said, no, that's not what it means at all. It means he's going to go to the toilet and lock himself in and play with himself. That's what that means. Okay, he's going to have a... Yeah. Okay, he's going to do that. And they're like, oh my God. And he's just told us. I was like, yeah. I mean, he's, you're standing there in your training gear. I think he's just told you what he's going to do. He's doing it now as we speak. So when he came back in, they were looking at him like, you're an animal, you're a pig. And he just thought, he so, told him he was going to do a poo, which is bad enough. But actually, they all now think that dropping the kids off is... It's an illness. <laughs> That's what it is. <laughs> I remember, remember Romain Magellan. So he was a, yeah. a French prop that came over to Saracens. And his English was actually pretty good. But it's little terms that he did. Hello, I am Roman. <laughs> yeah. I do one hour musculation, <laughs> one hour core, one hour jacuzzi. Um, that was his fitness program. But we used to tell him that, you know, when you get a sweat on, so it's called a lob on. <laughs> so, you know, we walking fast like through London on the trains. He got ah, oh, he called me brother as well. He was black, and yeah. I was obviously extremely white. And he'd say, "Brother, brother, I have a massive lob on." <laughs> we like giggling away inside. <laughs> oh, how we laughed! Um, but what have you been up to then? Uh, so went down to went down to Devon. Yeah. Last week, yeah, I, just to look at it's Michelle rubbing up on me, yeah, to look at a bit of bit of property. Oh God, uh, may end up doing nothing with it. Tycoon, not not at all, not at all. Um, so don't get the wrong impression. Not starting an empire, but it was just an idea. And met up with a guy Trying down to there, destroy who's, one, who's actually you know got the means with which to buy these things. Um, so that was interesting. I met up with a guys, a couple of mates of mine that work at Herring Shoes, who I've known for years and years and years for a pizza down in Devon, having not been to Devon since the whole of August, but it was lovely. So there and back in a day, no mucking around. What's a typical heron shoe? Herring shoe? Yeah, what is a typical one? Is it a brogue? Yeah. Okay. Brogues and loafers yeah. and boots and stuff like that. Um, then on Wednesday, I went to the wedding of Phil Keith Roach, the former England scrum coach, who, I do not say this lightly, is a 
hero of everyone who's ever been coached by him. He's a legend. We all absolutely adore him. And he married Maria Pedro, the former sports agent and uh, I think Queen's General Counsel for Hounslow. Amazing woman. And they've been together 21 years. Roach is about 150 years old. And he just said, what, I've been a fool to wait so long. Let's get married. It was absolutely amazing. And his son did, and again, I've thought about this before I said it, did the best... Okay, there are there are wedding speeches that I've best man speeches that I've probably laughed at more. I laughed a lot at his. I think he gave the best public speech for which I have ever been present. And it was on a little microphone with a couple of speakers upstairs in a hotel in Marylebone. And there's hundred people there and it was I think it is the best speech I've ever seen live. It was absolutely brilliant. And Michael Caine's MBE, the the chef was there. And Peter Gabriel, musician, was there. They're just friends of Roach's. But on the rugby side... Peter Gabriel, former Genesis. lead singer of Genesis. Yeah, he was there. And I don't I don't, I don't recognise him because I'm not from that era. But, but Roach, said, of Peter Gabriel, it's a massive privilege to have you here. You're my, my friend. Did and he sing Sledgehammer? Did he, hell. And he's like, I'm glad there's some stuff happened, but I'm glad you're all or we're all friends again. And I mean that. And Roach had tears in his eyes. I looked across and thought, that must be Peter Gabriel because he's the one who's nodding his head tears in his eyes everyone was bursting into tears don't know why um we all cried during roach's speech we all cried during his son's best man speech did you cry yep amazing i'm a crier anyway but it was amazing danny grucott was there paul ackford um phil vickery phil greening paul sackey i was gonna say was it just front row uh, dave Redding, old england fitness coach was there now works the fa uh really good bloke and loads of cool people were there i've forgotten people there but we're, so, basically, if you don't know Paul Saki, this might not be as amusing, but I do, and just love, just love his bones. You know, just like a great, great, great company, always has been. And um, we're we're in the registry office in Marylebone, and it's all lovely, and the music starts, and that's when you know it's like, ladies and gentlemen, please stand. And it's like Stevie Wonder, and it starts, and it's like, right, Rochi and Maria are coming in, and it's like nothing. Music goes on. We're all looking around like, uh. What's coming in? Just quickly. Yeah. Why can't Stevie Wonder see his mates? Don't know. Because he's blind. Because he's married. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. Yeah. (laughs) So Stevie Wonder comes on and it's like halfway through the song and we're like, I know Roachy's old but he ain't that slow. He wouldn't have said press play. Then he just sees this big load of like long massive geese with dreadlocks piling and it's Saki comes in no tie on smelling like beautiful like you've never yeah. smelled anyone smell before and he runs in he's oh, basically he runs past Roachy yeah and he's like hang on a second Roachy I'm just a bit late mate and he runs in and he sees me and in massive like kiss on the cheek sees Phil Greening kiss on the cheek Phil Vickery kiss on the cheek hello boys <laughs> like, hello boys how you doing how you doing boys and like Saks you're late mate he goes boys the wedding ain't started I'm on time anyway I told Roachy give me a minute <laughs> <laughs> it's just like oh, say what say um, your story about Saki when he had to stand on up tour. Oh, so and he had to say likes and dislikes. Oh, you're on tour and quickly. <clears throat> yeah, on tour and it's like right, Clive, whatever it was, was like right as a, a bit of a pretend team building, bit of fun. Stand up, say your name, say your position, say one thing you like, one thing you don't dislike. And he stands up and he's like, Paul Saki, winger, like chilling, don't like rugby. <laughs> That's it, England team, England. And like, 
he was just, you remember him oh it just the stories go on and on about sacks but he is just brilliant company and the whole not him not being interested in rugby thing is not front i mean he doesn't know any of the players doesn't watch any rugby he has got no interest yet all the rugby boys love him like, absolutely love him he's great he's just a great bloke and he's got he's got he's such a he's such a knob right he's got he's all like you know, I said, I bet you're rolling in a nice motor. He's like, cool sign, mate, cool sign. I'm taking the Maserati down to Claridge's after this. I've got the, of course, I've got the Mazza, mate. And he's got, I've got meetings. He's got a business going. I've got meetings with my business partner at Claridge's, mate, taking the Mazza down there. You know how it goes, mate. You know how to do it. You know, just hilarious. And then it's just, oh, it goes on and on and on and on. But you could talk, you could talk for years about yeah. Paul Saki and everyone does it. It's like and Lawrence Dalio was there and... Everyone that knows Sax that sees him, it's like massive hug. He gives everyone a massive kiss. And he's like, that's my bird. This is my bird. You know, she was gorgeous. Absolutely lovely girl. It's my bird, yeah. And she's like, he goes on. He goes, I wouldn't know he played rugby. He he literally does not mention. I never know if he actually played. He's like, played? I was the don. I was the absolute (laughs) don, mate. And that's about trying because I weren't interested Monday to Friday, mate. I was a don. You know, just genius. Absolute genius bloke. Uh, So anyway, I went to Roach's wedding and that was great. I met a mate over at White City House. I love White City House, but a guy from ITV. Yeah, yes, that was nice. Got home a bit tipsy after that. Um, Yeah, pretty just otherwise pretty chilled. I I commentated on Friday night for Gloucester Bristol. I forgot to say I met a mate um, for that with Petrol earlier. Met a mate there. Um... Met a mate at Hollywood Bowling to get my ticket stamped just so I don't get charged parking. Oh, sorry. On Friday then, morning, I met, I met a mate for coffee, actually, a bacon sandwich at his house near mine. Right. Just met a mate. Um, Red or brown sauce? He owns the Cow Shared restaurant in Bristol. Really nice. Yeah, heard of that. Yeah, heard of that. Um, place for and then where have you been today? Looking sharp. I, I, I commentate on Friday night at the Gloucester game. We'll yes. go out in a minute. And today I've been to... Yesterday was Saturday and it was like lovely because I can take my time and do some cook some ribs. Mate, we don't, I don't want to know if you've not done anything and just cook like normal people do, and, and like not really, not, not, not people, people aren't doing rats. No, just if you, doing if, rats you didn't really, if you didn't really do anything and just ate food and chilled out, that's not that important. Anyway, I went to Wasps today to do Brilliant. the highlights with Durders for Wasps Leicester. Yeah, um, cracking game, loved it, watched it. That is my week in a nutshell. Just quickly, a big shout out to all of the Valindra Cancer Centre crew that have just cycled yeah jiffy and all that california yeah Yeah. jiffy andy booth marlon williams sean holly um craig davis craig davis he's not famous he's not famous craig davis but with an s you'd just love that mention you'll want to get a bird of player like our kez um but they've done it. They've done a huge cycle, well six done. days all the way across California, raised a load of money. Hang on, you give it all the chat, mate. Have you given them any money or not? Yeah, always. Have you? And time. Oh, here we go. Time is money. Hang on, before you, before we have a break for stuff, mm-hmm. I want to ask people to go and look at. Joe Marler tweeted this bloke loves it or something about Israel Falau's Instagram feed. And I'm not one of these people that thinks religion is evil and no one should be religious. I think do what you want as long as you're nice to people. But this whole thing, you're going to go to hell and if you drink during the week or whatever he said or if you're homosexual, you're going to hell and Satan's going to take you to hell. It's, I mean, I mean it's nuts, man. I know. Well, my theory Are is... Are we serious now? If loving the Lord is wrong, I don't want to be right. <laughs> Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. 
That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Randy Watson. Are we are we going to get in trouble for laughing about religious posts on social media? We're quoting. Well, I'm quoting. I, well, yeah, I'm saying I think it's crazy. You're... Like my parents are quite spiritual. It's like go for you've it. Got, you've got the opinions, mate. Not me. I'm just I just quote movies. It's you like, know that. Yeah. So like, do what you want, but why are we talking about people going to a place where, like, God loves you, but I'm afraid if you are homosexual, you're going to go and get burned in hell by Satan. Oh, it's Dave, like, don't, don't, don't please. Mad, isn't it? Please. Just seems. I'm just saying. I mean, believe what you want to believe, but it just seems a little bit extreme to me. But you know, maybe I need to sort my life out and start believing. New Zealand, South Africa. Now, if you're going to put money on a team to beat New Zealand, I didn't think it was possible. You probably wouldn't have picked South Africa. But no. They did, but they did. And they were incredible. They were magnificent. Faf de Klerk. Yeah. What a player. I just loved how he was celebrating before the final whistle. Yeah, lovely, wasn't it? Yeah. Mackenzie drops the ball. The beauty of that is... Australia and New Zealand both could have won with the last touches of the game. If Israel Palau had passed it out to Bernard, um, Bernie, Foley, Bernard, that would have been a try. They would have won them the game. And Mackenzie just gets, he steps back inside and there's Ben Smith on his right. And he's just as he's stepping back inside to pass, you know what he's going to do. The ball is just dislodged from his hands mm. and game over but whammy, I love, I whammy. Lo- <laughs> double whammy I love after Clerk's celebration then the game's not even over and he's celebrating yeah, it's lovely. then realise he's actually got to get back behind the ruck but incredible game yeah, so fast yeah, so flat out and I think you've just seen now that if you score tries against New Zealand I mean it shows you how good Dan Carter was because I mean everyone's talked about Bowden Barrett and what a sensational player he is and how potentially you know is he better than Dan Carter in some aspects he is but he can't kick goals like no. DC can he no and that showed at the weekend yeah but also South Africa they've got I mean the anti the anti I think that's how you pronounce it on hang on wing. what what where'd you yeah, it's the anti isn't it yeah. Like, yeah um wow yeah, rapid, absolutely rapid. I like uh, the guy is fast. The guy is strong. I like do du- du- 
are we calling him Dutoit? Dutoit. Dutoit. Yep. I mean, I get, get this wrong. Um, if I'm weirdly, if I'm commentating, I can just say it. But now I'm looking at it, I can't. But seven. But I really liked him. You see his emotion at the end as well. Yeah. But I, his eyes out. Just lovely. like Delande is really good. Creel, I love watching. Larue is Larue special. Was so good. Yeah. Pollard. But, how, but by the way, how good is um, Rico Ioani? Yeah, he is electric, isn't he? And he's big, electric. I know they didn't win, but what a player he is! Phew, amazing. But uh, you know, they've got a hard time recently, South Africa. But you've seen they have got quality players, and mm. you know, I think a lot of people now will take note of this team because I hope they back it up and keep winning. Yeah, that's that is the big there. test now yeah. is, is backing up. But I really like Kits off on the loose set, by the way. I think he's a he's a top player. I think. But Argentina then. Against Australia, you first know, time in thirty-five years. Mate, they were they decent. There. They were decent a couple of weeks ago, last week against New Zealand. You know, they they've come out to play. They're out there to play. Sanchez again scores, scores um, with a lovely offload. But they're just playing. They're playing with pace. They're playing with width. They sort of took Australia apart a little bit, mm. and Australia come out the blocks firing. There was a, a lovely try by Israel Folau. Not, sure, not sure if you've seen it. Mm. Just goes straight through mm. off set piece and we don't often see set piece tries anymore because defences are so clued in. But he just hits a lovely angle bang off his right. Steps inside I think it's Sanchez. Another step off the right. A little hitch kick in in the corner. He is very it's special. It's a wonderful try. He is very very special. There's no doubt. Don't love all of his Instagram posts but so what? I'm sure he doesn't really care if I like his Instagram or not. Lovely player. But defensively as well, Argentina. You know, they you worry about them sometimes because you don't see too many wins in the rugby championship. Yeah. But then, you know, big wins like this and the way they played sort of justify why they're in it. Yeah, they look great. So great yeah, international right. rugby the weekend. Yeah, really loved it. Really loved it. It was fabo. I like Hale at Petty at fifteen as well for He was at Beer Rich for a while and I never quite he never quite seemed to set the world alight there. And you sort of see him in the Aussie team, first choice, you think. Oh, I'll tell you what I saw a try for in France. Um, a couple of weeks ago was Jesse Mogg yeah boy he's got wheels yeah so fast he's lightning look yeah so anyway um, we better touch a little bit on the Pro 14 go on then Cardiff Blues first game of the season to Leinster lose it in the 78th minute yep week after week Benetton. after Benetton lose the game in the 84th minute oh no winning both games oh no this weekend, yeah, Zebra, a game they should have won. Zebra, yes, lose it in the seventy ninth minute. Get out. Yeah, three games on the bounce. You don't mind, like in the league. And it's I don't mind. Four you're right. Losing the first game isn't the end of the world. All teams want to start big. They want to start their season big. They want to get a win on the board just for confidence. Just you know, it's that momentum effect. Well, it's more isn't fun, it? isn't it? <laughs> it's more fun. You're right. It's nicer to turn up and train, isn't it, for mm. the win. So the second game, there's a lot of pressure on, and that becomes a huge, important game. You lose that one, the third game's a must-win. It's a must-win at all costs. Now, when you lose it, where do you go from there? Well, it's going to explode, isn't it? Exactly. They've got Munster at home next week. And Munster hammered the Ospreys. The Ospreys rested, I think, eight players. A mon- a Munster going to rest a few, though? Um, I, just, I, I really want the Pro 14 to be great. I really do, but... Munster had a pretty decent lineup. Um, Joey the absence Carberry. of relegation just just dilutes the competition because it just takes some edge off it because they just do not they do not have to put their best players out. But it can't be relegation promotion because you have to have an even amount of yeah. teams from countries. So and there's no professional league below the three regions mm. 
or four regions Wales. But Joey Carberry, um, isn't he a lovely first player? start for Munster? Yeah, scored a lovely try off a, a pretty poor Sam Davis crossfield kick out of his own half. You know, trying, he's trying to do a sort of kick pass to the corner. Yeah, didn't um, work. No poor kick lands in the Carberry's hands, just carves him up. Carberry carves him up. How's Haley looking? Conway for was good. Haley at full, but as Mike Haley yeah. looking, gone from sale, looking decent. Yeah, yeah good he's a decent player, mate. He really is. Mm-hmm. Um, but the Ospreys rest a few, and that showed. I mean, it doesn't matter as long as they win the next two games. Yep. Um, that's the most important thing. You know, if they don't win the next two games, then, you know, they rest the players for nothing. Well, I'll have my fingers and toes crossed, put it that way. Yeah. Um, Leinster absolutely hammered the Dragons, but Leinster, wow. I mean, I said this in the commentary, you know, if, you look, if you're a Dragons player and you're looking at the team sheet and you just... You come across number ten, Johnny Sex, and you think, "Oh no, yeah, you know, because that guy is is world. He's a worldie. worldie. Yeah. He's a worldie. You know, he played. Gary Ringrose played. Henshaw played. Rob Kearney was back. Nightmare. Van der Fleer, Kona. You know, it was just a full strength. Leinster team. But for me, the, the try of the game was Jordan Williams. It's electric. It's sensational try against. You know. Very strong. It wasn't fully strong, but near enough. Full on Leinster team. He just slices through the fence, bang off his left twice, has the pace to go. Talent. Near enough under the post. A real talent. You know, he did it all last year for Bristol. He's shown glimpses last week against the Kings, and he's backed it up again with a lovely try. And then I was down at um, Scarlet's. Scarlet's Benetton. You're a busy boy, you and you. Busy boy. Well, no, I'm not busy. I was watching those games, but Scarlet's Benetton. Um, Scarlets won last week against Leinster pretty mm. ugly but it's decent mm. for the Scarlets to win differently because you're used to them seeing them throw the ball wide the offloading game the high tempo good to game. see flashy teams win ugly isn't it it is because I think you take more from that sometimes because you realise that you can actually play a different way you can play physical you can mix it up because you've got to adapt haven't you on the field yeah. to conditions to teams Yeah. but Benetton lose a player after 20 minutes Herbst gets I'll a red card they- Oh, you naughty. What'd he do? Samson Lee makes a tackle. Herbs comes flying over the top. Takes out nobody, really. And he, it becomes... Right, first thing, Flats, is players are always going to go off their feet at ruck time. You cannot stay on your feet at ruck time. There's going to be players that go off their feet. So you cannot penalise every single person for going off their feet at ruck time. But he doesn't take anybody, so it becomes obvious. Yep. As he's going over the top, he goes over the top of Samson Lee and elbow connects with Samson Lee's face oh dear hasn't ruined his looks has it and first off you think penalty clear penalty but they review it in slow-mo time and time again and you see the elbow I'm going to show you at a break and then probably touching it then elbow hits Samson Lee's face and he gets red carded right um, for me it was a clumsy tackle slash yeah. clean out didn't really warrant a red card and and. I know that a lot of Go people Go on, say letter of the law. Say letter of the law. We've all got I to say letter of the law. I know a lot of people disagree with me on that. I just, I worry. I worry, mate, that every single breakdown is going to be slow mode. Every single time, you know, you look at every single breakdown, there's going to be contact with the head in some shape or form. Mm. Accidental, deliberate, who knows. But you're going to get head contact. I worry that we're going to, it's going to become too robotized, if that's a word. Right, what's too sterilised? 
sanitized rather not sterilized yeah it is that is a that is a worry but i think if it goes a bit too far that way if only to come back a little bit and be a bit more realistic in the interest of safety we've got to deal with it but there mm. are going to be instances where sometimes like we'll talk about yeah we'll talk about it a bit but just a bit, quickly but benetton were, were really good no yeah. longer are they wouldn't call them the whipping team but no longer they're an easy target in this pro 14 you know they're they're a quality team now they've got some quality players they've got um, I mean, you spent years slagging them off now. So <laughs> they've got Ioni on the wing. Um, they've got Tomasi Allen. They've got Duvanashi at nine, who was brilliant yesterday. Yep. Saturday just runs the show, puts a lovely chip across. Um, I think I can't remember who scores it. Our kid. Yeah. Our, our kid um, might be. But they're Allen. looking decent. Tomasi Allen. You I happy think, with them? It. Yeah, I'm happy with them, and they put up a real good fight considering good. they were down to 14 men for good. 60 minutes yeah my love um, Gareth Davis scores two Johnny McNichol scores one I does. mean the score doesn't really reflect the game because at one stage Scarlets were way behind mm. um, I'm, good. I'm glad Benetton are fronting up because actually it makes it far more interesting apart from anything else doesn't it yeah you're right my love yeah should we get a bit of proof um, Aviva oh thank goodness finally <sighs> now you can come alive finally right come alive put the kettle on uh, have yeah. you seen The Great Showman yeah, it's not my cup, cup of char, that, mate. No. It's no guns, is it? No, it's not, I prefer Game of Thrones. Like no sex scenes. Dragons and boobs. <laughs> uh, yeah, the, the Gloucester-Bristol so game was interesting. Bristol were clearly just going to lob it from everywhere, and that is fine if you mix it up a little bit. They don't seem to mix it up very much. They seem to, now and again, they look really threatening, actually. It's like they've got a license to do what they want on the field, but you just, and sometimes that works, and some games that works, doesn't it? And you, know, you tack from mm. your own 22 and... You know, it just the game unfolds for you. But other times, it's just a bit suicidal. I'd be I'd be interested to know whether the players all think it's a great idea to play from your own line, play from anywhere, and lob it and go. Can I say one thing quickly mm. on that? It is not a bad opportunity to do it as long as you've got a solid platform. As you can forwards. get the ball, yeah, yeah. As in scrum time or. Rock time because what happens when you play from your own half is that you've got three players back. So you've got your 15 back, both wingers are dropped back, possibly a number eight. So you haven't got as many people in the front line, um, especially off scrums, because the winger is in two minds whether to stay back or not for the kick. And then if they start running, he's got to get in the line quickly. And then when you're coming up, it's, it's you can turn the wingers because they're moving forward. So it isn't a bad option, but pick and choose your battles. That's what I say. Yeah, and it's it's the whole thing surrounding predictability and how hard you are to defend and I think it I do think it's a myth that teams that run it from everywhere at all times are inherently more difficult to defend I think they're not if you know what's coming it's when you don't know what's coming that teams become difficult to defend or when they completely overpower you and if Bristol aren't <clears throat> Bristol aren't likely to completely overpower the top premiership teams this season I feel like the the harem scarem stuff is great fun to watch and it's great to commentate on and all that but it will a become predictable and Pete the defences will cover it and they'll swarm it and B it is knackering so they look great in first halves they've been ahead in all three games so far at half time or level or ahead or something like that but the last quarter they look exhausted the last you know, the half last 20-30 minutes they look tired because the forwards are doing so much work um, in the early stages keeping the ball alive and a lot of that time is spent not looking that threatening so I do think there needs to be a bit of balance introduced there before it's too late. I would love to be proved wrong on that, by the way, Tommy, and for them to fling it from everywhere 
win a load of games, stay up comfortably. I would love that. I just think it feels unlikely. Just when you're talking about A and B plans, when Warren Gatlin came in in 2008, we had plan A, which was Warren Ball. Yeah. Plan B, we should do plan A better. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah, it? exactly. But makes, do, it makes do sense, doesn't it? Now, Cipriani's had a great start for Gloucester. And I think they've been quite clever. They've not put too much pressure on him because they've got a great kicker in Billy Twelvetree. So that's something that Cipriani doesn't have to focus on. Yeah. You know, because it is. You know, it, it can affect your game if your goal kicking is poor. And they've taken that away from him. Yes, he can goal kick, but 12 trees has got a really high percentage and he's slotting them very what, well what at change? the moment. Yeah. Very good change. But Charlie Sharples look good. Um, Cipriani puts him into space. I loved Matt Banahan scoring a try right at the end. Yeah. Just nice little finish that. Look, a proper, proper winger's finish that. For you a know, big it's, man. It's not a run in. You've really got, you know, he's a big man. He's got a pirouette. But Jake Pelledri, yeah. told me, his carrying is a joke. I, I mean, know. Just brutal. He ran through Jack Lamb twice. Do you reckon England no a little runs. bit disappointed that they didn't pick him up? Yeah, I was about this on the highlight show today. Like, I, maybe, maybe not. I mean, he's a he's a wonderful ball carrier, brutal. But at the same time, I always feel like there's a bit of an atmosphere in England on concentrating what someone doesn't on what someone doesn't offer. Yeah, and I feel like you know he's not he's probably not an amazing line out option or something like that, or he's his stats aren't as good as Rob Shaw's or whoever else is and all that. And I feel like that is the sort of thing that would mean that he just looks, like, looks like a sort of player that is an amazing raw talent, but England wouldn't pick him anyway. So what's the point? He's a wriggler. That's what he is. You see that. You know, he and f- he's so strong. It's like he fights people in contact. Some people take it into contact, just pump the legs, they go down. But he just wriggles, he pushes, he pulls. And he just... People can't stick to him, can they? No. And when you take him head on, he is very powerful. Like He, he damages people. Mm. He knocks defenders backwards. And I thought he was great. So it's an interesting game, that. And Gloucester, Gloucester looked good, mainly in the second half. The pack really took control. Is there a better pass in 10 than Cipriani in Northern Hemisphere? No. No. Probably not, is there? However, if I were picking a team, the Premiership team from the first three rounds, which I'd do every week... Um, George Ford would be my 10 at the moment Cipriani's been genial but George Ford again today uh, Sunday night here by the way guys you'll be hearing this on Monday I guess or Tuesday Wednesday whenever we listen change to it change location as well it feels a little bit odd I don't feel that comfortable no I feel like we're I feel like we're sitting ducks here we're in the Hilton Doubletree just off the M4 M5 interchange Filton Filton yeah near Bristol what'd you do? excuse me what? whose dog? but yeah, so we'll talk about that game in a minute, but George Ford was so good last week and he was so good oh, we'll today. We'll talk about it now. Leicester didn't win. Will Spencer, red card, end of the first half, changed everything. Leicester's line-out fell apart because he's the caller and he's a okay, main guy. Okay, so what's so your opinion on this? Because I've chucked something on social media and... What have you said now? Oh, you've just said that... What's he said? Laura's like this are going to ruin... They're just going to ruin game. Oh no, you're not doing that ex-player thing, game's gone soft, are you? Well, no, I'm not saying ex-player game thing's gone soft. I've I've trolled most current players and former players on here and a lot agree. I really like the interview with Di Young after saying that he hoped he doesn't get a ban. Um, there mm. was no intent there. And Tommy Taylor's legs are bent when he runs into contact. And Spence is 6'7", six, 6'8". Six, yes. It's hard work, that. And it's easy to say, just go lower. But And I was just having this conversation with some guy on Twitter about Dan Lydiot could do it, but Dan Lydiot chop tackled, and not everyone chops tackles because that's a skill mm. um, that not everyone can possess. And also, 
I'm not bit Dave. You have to be brave to go low. Yeah. I don't care what people say. I'll just go lower. Not everyone tackles low. A lot of people tackle high because it's easier. And you're less likely to get a knee less in the face. Likely to, yeah, because when you tackle low, your head is going around the knees, it's going around the hips, and that hurts. But when you're tackling high, your head's sort of out of it, and you're using your chest and your shoulders. So to tackle low every single time, um, it's to do with bravery yeah, and attitude. Is. Also, size in Spencer's case, because he's yes. got a great attitude. But I felt like letter of the law, which is what we find ourselves saying a lot these days, I think like the ref felt he had no choice, but I did look at it from where I was looking, sitting. It looked like it started on the shoulder and rode up a bit. Um, yeah. I just, I just felt like it felt. Do you know what it felt like? Wow. If if they'd given him a yellow, it would have been fine. No one would have said that should have been red. That's what it felt like. But I feel like they're under pressure to send him off. Yeah, that's a good point. But also, you've got to take in did did the player intentionally. Was the intent there? Did the player intentionally want to take Tommy Taylor's head off? No, I don't think he did. But <clears throat> I don't know. It's it's really tough because it's easy to say game's gone soft. You, we do. It's not just about the pro game. You no. said this before. It's about Look, Br- I know. I know yeah. it's about what's down the line. I know it's about concussion. I know it's about law cases. I know it's about the safety of the game. But like I said earlier, you know, there's there's head contacts at nearly every single ruck. You, mm. you can't slow mo every single ruck because. You think a knee is connected with a head because a player was being clumsy, clearing someone out. Yeah, I, it felt like in slow mo, it looks awful. It felt like that. I felt like I wanted that to be a yellow. I didn't want it to be any more than that. And I think no one would have complained about that. So it's a shame. Cause it, it's not a referee's responsibility to not ruin the game by not said by so don't send someone off. It's not his, the spectacle is not his responsibility when foul plays. You know, coming when foul plays involved, but. I don't know. I wanted that to be a yellow. It did ruin the game a bit, but Leicester nearly won it still. I mean, they properly dug in. Not just dug in, they played some great stuff. I felt stuff. a little bit sorry for Spencer because Ben Kagan, a big build-up as well, pre-match. Oh, did he? Yeah. Yeah, but he's, I've done that I've done that before and he's special, man. I'm telling you. He's, yeah. They were saying that, you know, you, you know, you need those players, you need that balance in your team. He's of, a beast. Of carriers, of ruck hitters, mm. of... Big Spence. Big shots. I've said this before and I'll say it again. I've never trained with anyone that strong, ever. And the, think, bear in mind the players bear in mind, I've played I'm with. I'm sat here. You're sat here. I've never trained. I mean, we played a couple of games together, I think, when I was at Bath. I can't remember. He was still young. But I've trained with him every day for a couple of seasons. And I have never trained with anyone that's physically strong. I could bosh out 20 chins, like right here, right now, overhand grip, if yeah. you gave me a bar. But Spence would pull your arms off. So yeah, I know. he is a beast. So that it did change the game. Um, which is a shame, but Leicester were great. George Ford was fab. I thought he was really, really good. Mike Williams was, had another good he game. He was really good, George Ford. Yeah, Dan Cole should have got a yellow for his late hit on Dan Robson, by the way. It's definitely late. It seemed to get forgotten. Little nudge for Coley on his, from Coley on his 200th game. I can't remember who the passes George Ford gives. I, th- I think it might be Vianu when he goes through the defence and just holds it oh, really yeah. late. It's really so delayed. Late. Really, really. Like, if he doesn't delay that, Daly's got him. It's but just he brilliant. gives it last minute. Mm. Like you think he's going to dummy it, you think he's going to go himself, but it just releases him at the last minute. Yeah. Had he not done that, you know that, I think Daly would have covered that try yeah. and tackled him. But but also, I was sort of looking at Elliot Daly now, and I'm thinking his best position is 15. Mm, it's an interesting one, isn't it? Because I think Henry Slade is the best 13 in the league but at the moment. So I want Henry Slade to play for him. When you get da- yeah, when you get Daly at 15. It's easier for him, I think, just to slot into the ten channel. And you saw, for one of one of his crossfield kicks for Bassett was just 
Yeah, it's amazing. It's beautiful. Bass had another good it game. It was beautiful, yeah. Yeah. He's a really good player. Really the Jong scored a lovely oh, solo what a try. try. Yeah, brilliant try. Just steps inside. Yeah. Gartho in first game. Just a little bit tired. Can't get across for the cover defence. That's what you say. You work hardest when the ball goes past you, mate, because you've got to shut that gate. I tell you, who, I tell you, you watch him live. I always love watching Tom Young's live. Mm. You talk about bravery going low. Yeah. The bloke's an absolute header. And to think he was a centre. My days. He is nails. He just bashes units non-stop. As a, as a former centre, well, current centre, because I'm still playing touch, <laughs> I was good last week again. I would not want to be up against him. No, terrible. He's so hard. He was great. Anyway, so it was a fascinating game. Leicester would feel aggrieved to have to have had Spencer sent off because they you know, they were so close without him. Who knows what they might have been with him. But Leicester did look freer. George Ford looks so much, he looks so much better this week and last week than he did in round one. Maybe it's a coincidence or maybe Geordie Murphy taking over means the shackles have been released from George Ford and he doesn't have to play to a pattern he doesn't like because he looks so good. Maybe a little bit, but you know what it's like? A change of voice from head coach does make a difference. Yeah. You know, there's a new attitude. Probably players are... It must be a strange period for them because you don't know whether the players are going to be a little bit more relaxed because of a new coach or they're going to be a bit more uptight and they realise that if the coach goes, then who's going to be next? But whatever, it's working. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so he looked, they look great. So it was a fascinating game. Uh, really Quinn's Bath. What a game. Game of the weekend, that. Actually, was the West... No, actually, the East Midlands Derby was probably better. But that was... That was a hella game. The Midlands Derby, do we call it? Whatever we call it. But that... Quinn's Bath was amazing. Fock and a singer. Apparently, we're calling him Fock and a singer. Fock and a singer. Scored a wonder try. He didn't have the ball, but managed to gain it in one hand and place it down. Yeah. In the what? corner, nearly scores a wonder try again. What a game, in the yeah. Same corner. His leg yeah. just glances, or his foot just glances the line. But a huge talking point of that is the disallowed try for, who was it? Chris Cook. Chris Cook. Ali Brew. Shepherding. Shepherding. Can't do it. Um, it's a law. Can't do it. You're not allowed to do it. No, it's a law. It is. Yep. We, know, we know it's on kick chase. No, it's a law. Can't do it. Okay, because. It doesn't become a support in line when he's looking over his shoulder. That's it. Deliberately impeding another okay, player. Okay, so we know that. Yep. We've got advice on that. Yep. Legally. Yep. Okay. Spoke to Max Clifford. Yep. Good. Yep. What about on the the brew thing? Spoke to him on that. Yep. Okay. Cool. So that's that. That was the right decision. Um, nice he, to see Jamie Roberts going over for a try. Play well as well, Jamie Roberts. Yeah. I thought you had a really good game. Yeah, really good game. So he's not—he's never going to be the—he's never going to be, you know, your Henry Slade at twelve. That's not his game. No. But he cut some big lines, defended what, well, ran hard. What? He, yeah, he does shut off wide game very well. Yeah, you know, he's always up first in line because he, he's such a tall guy as well, such a big guy. Long if reach. They wanna throw, if they want to throw that ball, it's got to go over the top. And when it goes over the top, the ball's in the air for a long time, which gives you wingers like Rocket Aguni time to adjust and nail. Sega. Time to intercept. Adjust the nail. Yeah, yeah, so it's great. Um, Zach Mercer. Oh, so hold on, just quickly though. Yes, yes. Burns try, sent up. Oh yeah, Burns, the offload. Yeah, yeah. It was amazing. It was. Just said on the TV today that will come out tomorrow night. It, if someone else does that, we're going mad about it. That was a wonderful bit of play, and I like Freddie's variety. Okay, he cocked up a couple of bits, threw an intercept. Tapuai got it. Was it Tapuai? No, it wasn't. Anyway, threw an intercept. But did you know what? It just—I just don't think it matters that much. I think that 
he's actually mixes it up. When the pack's going forward like that, the pack, Bath pack looked great in the loose. They made yards at will against Quinns, and Paul Gustard will hate that because until yeah, Joe Marler came on, I think that they really, really struggled. To it's not only Joe Marler's inclusion, but I think he made a big difference. But they really struggled to contain Bath's power, and Thocken a singer was just jokes. He was what a just quickly. Do you think Earl Earl would have caught Cook? Uh, actually, so I looked at it again today a couple of times. I'm not sure. I think he would. I actually think he would. Not that it matters because you can't do it anyway, but I actually think he would have got him. Yeah, he doesn't accelerate that quick and that's why Brew ends up going past him very early. But I'm not sure. Zach Mercer. But he wasn't, yeah. In for Faletau. You now cannot drop Zach Mercer from that game, from so the, from the play, team. Where do you play him if you're playing with Faletau him? stays on the bench. That's okay. what I think. Earn your spot back. Yeah, it's fine. And it, he'll probably be back in a week or two. But leave him on the bench um, because what you what they will probably do is Mercer to 6 and Falatao to 8 and leave Underhill at 7 because Francois Lowe's away but personally I really like Tom Ellis at 6 I think he does a really good grafter's job he's really aggressive and if Zach Mercer plays at 6 he's got more star quality than Ellis but a lot of that work won't be getting done so in the tight so I, I would personally leave it as it is do you know I like watching at the weekend oh Chartres was good by the way yes he had a good game long yeah. Tallest bloke I know. Mm. Um, Liam Williams was good for Saracens. Oh yeah, just dominate the air. But also, it's 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 just little little things. You know, he just holds the ball up for Strattles, both Strattles tries really. First off, you know, it's just a little delayed pass, just puts Strattles through the hole, and then second time, just I think he does he does Burrell with an out to win angle. So he's out wide, mm. he's hitting the angle, last minute, bounces steps out. off his right, bounces out, and just gets Burrell in. He looked sand. rapid, Liam Williams, at the weekend. Yeah. I hungry never think he was well, rapid. Really hungry. Yeah, but he is very quick. But also, you know, they had good at 10, um, yeah. so he wouldn't have played that much, but such a versatile player. Yeah, he was. I think he was a 10 before uh, before he went to 15, so mm. he was. it was good. But ben Foden was a 9 before he moved to the wing. Yeah, and I, you know, I was a... I was an open side. Um, yeah. So, you know, we're all versatile. Good one as well. Yeah, and I used to be vegan. So, I mean, we're all versatile. And, you know, I used to be, grew up as a Christian. So, it's it was interesting. But I, I thought David Strettle, or Lewington's going to score a bucket load of tries. But I thought David Strettle. You know Strettle, that, though. You know he is. Strettle came on and changed the game. I thought I thought he was great. Just looked electrically quick. And I do enjoy I do enjoy watching the old boy run over. Um, do you think Northampton Saints should be a little bit worried right now? No. They look lots better than last season. Bear in mind how they were dealt with. Last year, Saracen scored 237 points against Saints in four games. It never looked like they were going to get hammered. They were competitive, tenacious, ran away with it a bit in the yeah, end. If you say you never looked like they are going to get hammered, they're at home for a start. They're, not, they're nowhere near as good as Saris yet. They're just not. Mm. But I don't think they need to be worried. I think they need to just keep digging in and improving. I don't think they're going to be challenging Saris and Chiefs this season. I just don't. But they want, They'd want to be top six. They'd want to be top six, and I think they're good enough to be top six, but they just need to, you know, just do plan A better, yeah? Do plan need, A better, that's what you do, isn't it? Don't need a plan B, do you? No, just do plan A, yeah, obviously, yeah. Just, just push harder, I mean, that's why I do. Any other results you want to touch on? Worcester, um, Newcastle, late penalty, Toby Flood. Not a brilliant game. Toby Flood was really good. Played really well, put Sinotti in for a lovely, simple try, class player. Yeah, it wasn't a brilliant game of rugby, that, but job done for Newcastle that is a very important win they finally they won a game they haven't won a game the first couple of rounds so what else what other game was there Tommy um, a little bit biased for me I know but I do like seeing Alex Cuthbert scoring me too 
I mean, he's had a hard what's he, time. What's he like in defence? Is he a big bloke? Is he just put it about? Yeah, he does. He does. Mate, it looks he, like Paolo and Dogu went round him a bit too easy for my liking. No, he does. He does give it. He runs hard. He tackles hard. Yeah. Um, you know, that's, that's his game, basically. I like his seeing him do well. Me too. I like it. Um, I really hope he goes well from an extra. I mean, it's a good team for him to go to because he is strong. He is fast. Extra play a long, wide game. Mm. Both corners. And it's great for wingers. You yeah. know, but he's there's yeah. a lot of competition there as well. But you know, he has to go looking for it as well. And I really hope it goes because he is a good bloke. Good. Forget what press you hear and his attitude. You know, he's he's one of the good guys. Good. Um, hope it goes well for him. Yeah. But Dolman is he's class he's just, boy. He is class. He's, he's saying industrious. it for years, boy. You know, he does the simple things really well, and that's just getting the ball through his hands. Just two on ones. His his skills are up there. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just a shame that he got injured before the tour last year otherwise he would have been a Welsh international international like you a legend like you wouldn't he if I could if I could donate one cap I'd give it to him would you then you'd be on 69 really <laughs> same as Danny Pucock <laughs> when Danny got his 69th cap I think it was against Ireland and he got I think he got subbed off at half time and I don't suppose anyone would, why would anyone know this I don't suppose you mind me saying I think it was in that game He's like in that game or the All Blacks too, I can't remember, but he sent a text, so we're like watching, at half time, we're watching on TV, this England team come out, Dan's been subbed off because he didn't have a great first half, I think he chinned a few people, but didn't enjoy himself or whatever, and get a text at like two minutes before the team runs out, and it's like, taxi for Grucock, from Dan's phone, and he's texted us from the bog, I think he's like, he goes, yeah, just in the bog now, we're subbed off, just just having a poo, but it's, so it's like, yeah, I'm off boys, and that, I remember saying, Something the lines of, I love you, mate, and I want you to play for England forever, but I would love you to finish on 69 caps because it's a funny number. And he did. And <laughs> it's if, not so funny now, is it? If there are any complaints, just give me a call. 69 <laughs> <laughs> So, Dave, I don't know if you're aware, but, you know, our mate, more mine than yours, Ed Jackson, mm. and what he's been through recently. Well, oh, God, don't go on about it again. He's only climbed a mountain for Restart Rugby, mm. which is a charity that works or is with the RPA. Yeah, Damien Hopley set it up many, many moons ago. Yeah, um, I had a quick chat with him mm. to find out what what it's been about, mm. and how he's cracking on. Yeah, should we have a listen? Yeah. Hello. Ed, how you doing? My best mate. How are you? <laughs> Good, thanks. Not too bad. Um, sorry, it's really early, like half nine. <laughs> yeah, Did I wake you up? No, mate, you didn't actually. Um, I, I was up about quarter to nine. Oh, really? Plenty of time, yeah. Ah, oh, lying for me, that mate. Um, <laughs> we are we're live now, all right? So just make sure you don't swear, please. Oh, right, okay, I'll do my best. Well, when I say live, it's not really live, but. Treat it as it is, all right? Yeah. Um, so, giving you a call, um, we're going to talk a few things about Restart Rugby and um, a little hill you've recently climbed. But for those of you that don't know, um, Ed Jackson, where have you been? Living in a cave? Uh, yeah, pretty much. Can you just, just explain what's happened to you and uh, how you sustain this career-ending injury, mate? April I was recovering from a shoulder up and 
went round to a friend's house and dived into the wrong end of the swimming pool um, and broke my neck and was left paralysed from the shoulders down. Uh, long story short, I was in hospital for three months in a wheelchair for about seven or eight months. Um, and now, fortunately, I'm back on my feet. Still got a lot of issues and, you know, I've can't, I'm still hobbling around like Quasimodo and um, got some underlying sort of medical issues that come along with injuries like this but I've been very very fortunate to be able to get to this point in the first place because there was a time where you know I was told I wasn't going to be walking again and um, it could have been very yeah. could have been a lot worse but you know I'm never going to be playing rugby again but I'm back on my feet and doing bits so yeah, it's turned out to be a positive uh, result, to be honest. Yeah, brilliant. I mean, not only do you hobble like Quasimodo, you look a little bit like him as well, which is probably not... <laughs> For <laughs> anyone but you, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I, should, I should just mention, I am doing this solo because Flat, you know what he's like, he's just, he's so busy. I, I think... Uh, he... Well, actually, on that, yeah. just right to reply after Flat's flat out called me a thief last week. Yeah, I saw that. On the podcast. Nick yeah, a bird so... off him, did you, when you were younger? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I stole one of his sweets. He's never forgiven me. But I, um, we went to we did a charity gig up in Worcester, and I accidentally came home with a bow tie. Um, messaged him and said, um, oh, "Flat's got your bow tie. Um, I can. I'll drop it round." He said, "Don't worry about it. I'm I'm at my uh, fourth house down in Devon or something. So just hold on to it. I get them for free anyway. I get everything for free." I'm so, at Checkers at the moment. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I thought, oh, that's a bit bold, but fair enough. Um, that's quite nice of him giving me a bow tie. And then a couple of months later, he just called me out on Instagram, put hashtag where's my bow tie. So I went and dropped it back round, put it through the letterbox with a kilo of chocolate. And what's obviously happened, maybe his sponsorship deal ran out with a bow tie company or something, he needed it back. But what's obviously happened is a kilo of chocolate is not enough for him. Um, and he's kicked off and called me out on the pod. So. Um, yeah, just it's bad like format, mate. Isn't it? I mean, I'm not a thief. Let's not be thief, honest, though. It's just greedy. The bow tie. He's not going that for Moss Bros, is he? That's going to be Prada. That's going to be exactly. He's got yeah, that he, from he Harrods. T- he touched a little button on the back of his free Range Rover, and a whole bow tie selection came popping out when he gave it to me. So I'm not really sure what he's complaining about. No, no, exactly. But anyway, so so recently, right? Um, it's been on social media a little bit. You've You've taken up the role as like a chief explorer, haven't you? And you've climbed what are we gonna what would we call it? A hill? A mountain? Which one? So oh many. so many. Um but <laughs> There's two. <laughs> There's two okay. So talk us through that. Um because you've done it with Restart Rugby and explain to us first really what Restart Rugby is and some of the challenges that you've been doing. Okay, so Restart Rugby is the charity arm of the RPA, which is the Rugby Players Association um, in England. And that was set up by Damon Hopley, wasn't it? Um, Yeah. In 1940. Yeah, 1940 something. Hoppers is in his 90s now, but he did well to get up there. Yeah. Um, Yeah, he. They basically came out from the start when I was injured and said that we'll 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 fund your rehab after you leave hospital. Um, I think one misconception is. The fact that I actually was only under NHS care for the first three months. You're not allowed to bring in um, private, you know, private physios or anything into the NHS. So actually, they're the ones who started it all off. And I, I was actually standing. I wasn't walking by the time I left hospital. Yeah. Um, but since then, they've funded my rehab. I've been lucky enough to work with a lot of the old physios I work with in rugby, plus specialist neuro 
neurophysios and it's made a massive difference to me because it's meant that I haven't had to sell the house and uh, send send the wife back to work. Well, she actually has gone back to work now, but um, I know what you mean. Send it to the yeah um, to so, the mines. Yeah, I said from the start, you know, I wanted to pay all the charities that supported me because it wasn't just it's been mainly restart, but also Matt Hampson Foundation, Tom Maynard Trust. I wanted to pay them back everything that they they've given me so that was one of the reasons i started doing the challenges and i set the challenge of snowden the other reason was um i just wanted to sort of give other people who'd been given a negative prognosis or being told that they might not be able to do something because i met a lot of people on the spinal units who were basically given up hope because they'd been told you know you're not going to walk again when actually there was a small chance they could um but that sort of hope being taken away from them so i just wanted to set an example of someone who had been told that but managed to get up a mountain. So that was the reason we did Snowden. And then the byproduct of that trip was just, um, I opened it up to whoever wanted to come along. And we turned around on the start line. I expected two or three people to be there. And there were 70 people there, which was amazing. And we ended up having this great weekend, unbelievable experience, meeting all these people who I've stayed in touch with. Um, And I said, we got to keep doing this. So I just decided I'm going to go higher and further. Um, you know, until can't can't do any more, but also get other people involved with these trips so they can get the benefits from it as well. Uh, and that's what led on to France and Mont Bouet. The um, so that actually is technically a mountain because it's called Mont Bouet. So um, yeah, not just a big hill. No, no, I agree. I was <laughs> I was just slightly taking the the piss there. But yeah, yeah. No, what I mean. um what was the biggest challenge, mate? When you're you're climbing up Mont Bouet? Well. I mean, it's. I wasn't expecting it to be as hard as it was. To be honest, I we kind of had no idea. Yeah. Um, it was. It ended up being seventeen hours of walking over two days, um, oh. twelve hours on the second day, and ten thousand feet. But the main problem was, it was a lot of it was unput like wasn't on part. It was a lot of scrambling and boulders, um, which proved a big technical challenge for me because obviously I can't move properly. I'm unstable on my feet as it is, um, and then. Yeah, the altitude played a part at the top, started getting a bit giddy. Um, and then my tone starts driving up after a long time on my feet, so I end up walking with a peg leg. So there were lots of issues. Uh, plenty of um, people up the mountain, friends people and stuff, who saw me hobbling around, just thought I was absolutely crazy. Um, and then when we got back down to the pub, and as I said, I hobbled in like Quasimodo, um, the locals actually just didn't believe it, so we we, bo- we stopped bothering trying to persuade them that I had been up there. Most, <laughs> most of the locals don't even go up there themselves. So um, yeah, it was it was an amazing experience. Again, you know, with a great group of people. So yeah, you, know, you make sort of, when you do challenges like that as a group, you um, it bonds you in a weird way. Like, I don't oh, know course. if it's the mountains or just doing stuff as a team so um yeah what the main thing i took away from it is some new friends to be honest and another whatsapp group i'm sure another whatsapp group and a lot of terrible banter but this um but this is available like anybody can can join these trips correct yeah i mean well the thing is now we're getting higher and further you know there's a certain level of fitness that has to be taken into account yeah of course yeah um effectively that's what um I'm going to be looking to set up my own thing, which will involve cha- challenges of all different shapes and sizes. So it's open to whoever wants to come. But the ones that I'm doing for Restart, and now I'm actually moving on to do some work with Restart, but in conjunction with a charity called Neverest. And I'm off to Nepal 
in October um, to, to join this charity who are looking to build a spinal unit over there, um, which is very exciting. And that will lead all lead up or build up to a big climb in the Himalayas at the back end of next year. Hopefully. I mean, if anyone wants to get involved, um, restartrugby.org.uk. Um, all the information is on there. Um, it's, it's brilliant what you're doing, mate. What are you up, what are you up to these days, then, apart from climbing mountains and, and setting yourselves these huge but, challenges? Not a lot, mate. Just ducking and diving, trying to avoid getting a real job, to be honest. Yeah, that's the but, way you do it, isn't it? Speak yeah, of flats, just, he's the best at avoiding real work. Yeah, I'm taking inspiration off both of you. So, um, yeah. Uh, but I, I don't know. Well, I was with you the other day, wasn't I? Down doing my first bit of sort of punditry. So hopefully, um, I managed to not swear. So hopefully, a bit more of that comes my way because it's nice to sort of keep involved in the game in that. Yeah, in that respect. I wasn't sure how I'd react to be honest towards rugby after this all happened and after it finished. You know, was I going to find it too painful to watch it? And actually, it's gone the other way. You know, whilst I was playing. I didn't really watch much rugby at all, apart from doing an analysis on the teams I was playing against, because it's sort of like taking your work home with you, if you know what I mean. But yeah, now right. I've become you know, more of a fan. The TV's on a lot more at the weekend, which the missus isn't too happy about. But um, yeah, it'd be great to get a bit more of that stuff done. I'm actually um, going to be doing some work with Channel 4 for the European stuff this year. So that's really exciting. Oh, lovely. And a bit of public and motivational speaking as well. Yeah, so that's what, what I spend most... Um, a lot of my time doing is not just the public speaking. I'm doing a bit more work with businesses and stuff like that about my story, but also work with the RFU speaking to and the WIU speaking to clubs um, and academies in particular to, about you know transition and making sure you keep your life going outside of rugby because you don't know when it might finish. But And also I spend a lot of time um, mentoring people going through something similar to me because I got a lot back from people who had been through sort of what I was going through, who got in contact with me whilst I was in hospital, because there's certain things you don't really want to speak to your family and friends about, you know, whether it's a bit too personal graphic, but more because if, you know, I was really suffering mentally at times, but I didn't want to tell my parents that because, mm. you know, I didn't want to upset them as well. But then you've, all of a sudden you've got this, these people who have been through it all before who understand. Um, so I want to do the same for other people. So I've told the spinal units, you know, that, that for people to feel free to get in contact. So I spend a lot of time um, speaking to people who do that, which isn't just, you know, helpful for them, which I know it is because it was so helpful for me, but it's really rewarding for me as well. And I really, and you know, that's my main thing is I don't want to have to give that up as such or any of the charity work. So it's just trying to create a life around that that gives me the time to carry on doing all of this stuff that I'm now so passionate about. Yeah, mate. Well, yeah, you're an inspiration to everyone. And it's just, your, your drive and dedication is just absolutely phenomenal. It's been, it's been a pleasure speaking to you. Um, good luck Jeez, with everything thanks. coming up. Yeah. And uh, hopefully we'll get to do some, some more TV soon because you and I, we're just, we're made for TV, mate. Yeah, yeah. I've always exactly. said that. Um, give, uh, say hi to Fatty for me. Yeah, we'll do it. We'll do a fake bye, and then we'll we'll have a little chat after. So okay, cool. Yeah, cheers, Ed. Bye. Cheers, mate. Bye. Right, Di. I think it's important that we interact with our listeners and those that have been brave enough to WhatsApp us. I don't. Yeah, we don't want to hammer these people because then people will stop WhatsApping us. But but we do like it, and you know, some are better than others. I mean, mm. if you do want to get in contact our number is 07 
904-409-192. We want a WhatsApp voice message. Please stop booty calling me late at night. The phone is off. I won't answer unless I'm drunk. Um, but should we have a listen to a couple? Go on then. This is Stuart from Sussex. You can confuse your local barista by going to your coffee shop and saying, I'd like an Al Pacino instead of a cappuccino, please. They'll say, what's an Al Pacino? You say, it's like a cappuccino. said, it's really hot. That's a Robin Williams joke. Oh, God. Sometimes, though, we've got to bring you down to bring you up. Yeah, that's brought us down. Thank you, Stuart from Sussex. Stuart, that's brought us down, mate. I mean, okay. You've, um, you can do better than that. Please do Please send do. us a better one next week. I tried to lose some weight last week. Uh, I even went to the doctors. And the doctor told me to not eat anything fatty. I said, well, what? Chips, pies, burgers, that sort of thing? He went, no, no, just don't eat anything fatty. I mean, if you're telling jokes like that, I'll be there now, mate. Um, Sorry, Mum, coming in two secs. If you're leaving jokes like that, it's probably the correct thing not to leave your name. Just or where you're from? I just I thought this would be fun. I thought since we get some funny stuff, um, we'll try one more, shall we? All right. There's a woman in the shower, and uh, guy knocks on the door. She says, "Oh, don't come in." She says, "That's all right, love. It's the blind man." She goes, "Okay, come in then." Opens the door. Says, "Oh, nice tip." <laughs> love. When do you want the blinds? Yeah, that's more my level. That is naive and inappropriate. Um. Still want you to leave your names. I quite like where it. Where you're from. Otherwise, who's go- we're not going to know who you are. Imagine we're Scylla Black. Gold rest and gold rester soul. What was it? What did you say? Gold rester. Imagine we're Scylla Black. Tell us who you are and where you're from before you tell us your joke. All right. But that is better. That's more our sort of guttural level, isn't it? Yeah. I, I think it is. We um, are not sophisticated minds and we don't pretend to be. Keep sending them in. I mean, sometimes it can be funny and sometimes you do get a laugh. Still waiting for one of those, but um, mm. you didn't like the Vorschbin duck. Oh, by duck. the way, you didn't like the Vorschbin duck. That was all right. By the way, um, bloody laugh next time. I'll make a noise. I don't eat Chinese food. By the way, um, hmm. I'm hoping to go to uh, the Anthony Joshua fight on Saturday night coming. Hoping to go and see AJ, my boy Josh. Is it the O2? Must be against Povetkin. Andy Beatty, ex Bath, the Beast. Stayed at your house once. Remember? I've shared a bed with him. I shared a bed I'm with sure the Beast. Justice's house. There you go. Justice is coming. Sean Justice um, and former Harlequin, three appearances, and uh, Beast, and one more. So there's room for one more. Take your wife. Um, it's a boys' trip, mate. Oh, sorry. Yeah, you can, still, they can, you can still have fun with them. Do you want to come see AJ the weekend? Can't. Yeah, not my tickets anyway, so I can't invite I mean, you. I Connor. Are you? Yeah. Doing what? Just covering. Social. Covering Connor v. Well, I should say Galway. Connor v. Uh, Scarlets. Just. Mm. Just so, just, I'm just so TV at the it moment. It just doesn't stop, does it? Have I changed? Um, Is there a swag about me? It's, I've got a different walk. It's funny because it's just it's the clicking of fingers when you click your fingers for things to be done now when you didn't used to. That's the main thing that's changed. Yeah, but if you do that, they will come to your car and fill up with petrol. They do, yeah. Just tip them. Yeah. yeah, I mean they don't work at the petrol station. They're just cust- they're just customers, but they feel intimidated by you. Yeah, because you got because you got seventy caps. Yeah, I'll give you a tip. Right, are we done? Don't turn your pack on a boomerang. We done? Yeah. All right, goodbye. Bye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. 
Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.